This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to Pastor Ray's life-changing series on Perfecting the Love Walk. Last week, we learned about building this unique and powerfully unselfish relationship with one's neighbor and self. It's one that God doesn't ask that we cultivate, but demands we do. Because God has made no man perfect, walking a more perfect love walk is often a difficult thing to accomplish. This week, Pastor continues to answer some of our most basic questions about this most powerful and spiritually rewarding development of a Christian's character. What exactly is meant by loving one's neighbor as you would love yourself? Is it simply that I do him no harm, or should I be blessing him too? How should I respond when my neighbor's unloving towards me? Is this love ever conditional? Now again, here's Pastor to take us step by step on a lifelong journey of how best to love God, your neighbor, and yourself by simply perfecting your love walk. The subject title that we've been teaching on is Perfecting the Love Walk. Perfecting the Love Walk. And uh, the reason why I chose the word perfecting is because one of the things that I, I think you'll all agree with uh, this morning is that we never quite get there totally. How many would agree with me? That as much as we try to walk in love in every given situation, we don't always hit the mark and we don't always uh, walk in love the way we ought to walk in love. And uh, so that's why I say it's perfecting. See, uh, God is not looking for perfection in this because it's impossible for us to be perfect in anything in this world because, you know, as much as humans try, we, 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 we fail. So in this, in this subject here where we're talking about walking in the love walk and perfecting the love walk, we're never going to be perfect at it. But the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to continually be perfecting. In other words, I'm constantly working on it. I'm aware of it. I know that there are things in my life that really are not um, what I would call becoming of a believer. If you want trouble in your life, cause trouble in the life of somebody else. Did you all hear what I just said? Start walking out of love with your brothers and sisters. First of all, we, we, we studied this, that when you walk out of the love walk, you walk out of the will of God. God always wills for us to walk in love with each other. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, the superficial, I love you, you know, see you later, you know, call me sometime kind of thing. I'm talking about a true, devoted, serious, connected love. This is the kind of love that God wants us to experience and to practice in our relationships with one another. So when we mess with each other, and you see, it's amazing to me because as a pastor for all these years and working with people for so many years, it's amazing to me how we disregard one another how we, we're so quick to break relationships. We're so quick to, you know, accuse and to judge and to be critical and, and to be so loose with our lips and with our mouths about other members of the body of Christ. 
and we just seem to just skate away and think it's perfectly fine because that person has imperfections and flaws and, and somebody's got to say something about it. And, and we don't realize the harm and the hurt not only are we doing to the body of Christ, but the harm, the potential harm and hurt we can bring upon ourselves. Because when we disrespect each other, we're disrespecting the Lord. When we hurt each other, we're hurting God himself because we are the body of Christ in this earth. This could be the greatest challenge in your life, walking, walking in love, you know. Uh, and the reason why it can be such a challenge to walk in love, there's only one simple reason why it's so hard to walk in love, because there are a lot of unlovely people in the world. And not only are there unlovely people in the world, there are a lot of unlovely people in the church. Some of them are sitting right next to you this morning. Now, everybody just look straight ahead. Don't look at, nobody will know. Just look right this way. No, but, no, but, but seriously, seriously, it's amazing to me how, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more, but it's amazing to me. I'm like, I'm still overwhelmed how people can be two-faced and, you know, act one way in, in, in my presence and act some other way in somebody else. You know, so it, we'll get into it. But it, it, it's just amazing to me, um, you know, how there is the, you know, there are a lot of unlovely people even in the church. But yet, no matter how many unlovely people we uh, interact with, uh, our part according to the Word of God, is that we need to learn to walk in love. You don't walk in love with somebody just because they walk in love with you. As a matter of fact, the true test of your love walk is when people are not walking in love with you. Did everybody hear what I just said? The true test of your love walk is when others are not walking in love with you. What is your response? How do you respond to them? What is your reaction? How are you treating them? What are you saying about them? What are you doing with this situation when someone is not walking in love with you? Man, I had to learn this by experience because I haven't, I haven't heard very many good teachings on this. So the Holy Spirit had to teach me himself. And I had to go through some things to really get a good understanding. And uh, so I hope that I can teach you some lessons through these messages and have taught you some lessons. You don't have to go through what I went through because you can save yourself a lot of aggravation cut right through the chase and get and just get to the and, and just put this put this stuff into operation and you're going to be the better for it so we talked about many things um just to name a few we talked about we're commanded to walk in love it's not a suggestion right god commands us so this is if he commands us to walk in love then we've got to pay some attention to this right um we also talked about the fact that god is love i don't see where the bible says that god is anything but love and um, that's a pretty powerful statement right when we became born again, we received the Lord into our lives. And so now love abides in every one of us who calls Jesus our Lord and Savior. Even if you look like you ate pickle juice or drank pickle juice for, for breakfast, still the love of God is in you. Somewhere down there deep inside, the love of God resides. Because when you received Christ the Savior, God who is love possessed your being. Now love is inside every person. So you've got to learn to let that love go. You've got to learn how to manage your love walk because God is in you, all right? So God is love. We learned that uh, Jesus taught us to love one another. It's a new law that he said. He said, this is a new commandment I give you. He says, as a matter of fact, you can hang all of the prophets and all of the law on these two things. Love the Lord thy God with your whole heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Two things, love God, love people, be the conduit through whom God will flow his love to a hurting world. Amen? Amen. But you see, one of the reasons why we have a hard time loving others, and uh, it's very, very, very simple. I see it after all these years of working intimately with people. I understand why people have a hard time loving other people, and that's usually because you don't love yourself. 
If you don't respect and love yourself, how can you ever love and respect anybody else? So here, here's a word for you this morning. Get it together, brother, sister. Get it together. Get your, get your life together where you understand that you're okay. You're cool. All right? We all have to be cleaned up. We all, but, but listen, begin to appreciate yourself. Begin to see that God is in you, working in you. Begin to accept who you are, where you are. Amen. Know there are, there are changes that have to be made. But, but appreciate who you are and what God has gifted you with and what God has done in your life. Love yourself because if you don't respect yourself, you're never going to respect or love anybody else. Because in our, in our human thinking, the reason why people have a hard time giving love is because they think somehow they're going to end up on the short end of the stick. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How can you give something that you yourself don't have? Right? So you're never going to be able to walk the love walk effectively until you fall deeper in love with God. And one of the ways of loving yourself is, is really falling deeper in love with God. Because you realize the more you fall in love with God, that God thinks you're pretty cool. Did you all hear what I say? God thinks, see, see some, of, some of you have got inferiority, insecurity, but God thinks you're pretty cool, man. He created you uniquely created you as an individual and he thinks you're pretty cool. You're all right. You may not think you're all right, but God thinks you're pretty all right. And when you begin to learn how much God really loves you, um, it's easier to accept yourself and then be able to share that love with the world. But if you yourself are not there, you're never going to be able to give it out. Can I get a better amen than that? We also learn that the way we treat each other in the church, in the body of Christ, is going to be the identifier as to whether, you know, as to the fact that we are disciples of Christ. He said, uh, this new law I give you that you love one another. By this, all men will know you're my disciples. Guess what, folks? I hate to tell you this, but the bumper sticker on your car does not identify you as a Christian. The cross you have hanging around your neck does not identify you as a... And ladies, I really, I really don't want to disappoint you, but you know that big rhinestone Jesus pin that you wear? That does not identify you as a Christian. That big Bible you tote with all the scribbles and highlights and, you know, and the pages are falling out, that does not identify you as a Christian. Jesus told us what, what, how we're going to be identified as disciples. He said, by the love that we have for one another. As a matter of fact, there's some people that have a, have a bumper sticker on their car. My advice to them would be take that bumper sticker off now. <laughs> take the cross off your neck, put the rhinestone pin back in the box in which it came because your behavior, the way you're treating other brothers and sisters it's like, you know, it's like even in the parking lot here in the church, you know, everybody comes in, you know, and they got their bumper stickers, the cross hanging, all the Jesus paraphernalia, hallelujah. And then, you know, the usher says, you can't park there, you got to park. What do you mean I can't park here? What, what, this, see this church, all right, all right, yeah, full of rules and regulations and all. Man, take the bumper, brother, sister, take the bumper sticker off, please. You're embarrassing the body of Christ. Is everybody with me? I don't want to go for the juggler this morning, but we just got to get some things. We got to get some things said here. All right? So get rid of that. That's not what identifies you as a Christian. So love one another identifies you. Loving one another identifies you as a believer. All right? So, um, you know, we talked about the two commands again that cover it all. And um, we looked at 1 Corinthians 13 as our description of what love is. You know, and we... Love is gentle, love is kind, and I like this, love is long-suffering. I mean, you've got to suffer long sometimes with some people, but that, that proves your love walk, all right? 
All right, so today let's open up to Romans, the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let's read down. Uh, we'll jump around a little bit. All right, so number, verse number 9. Bible says, let love be without hypocrisy. Woo! Oh, glory. Let's just stop right there. Let love be without hypocrisy. 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 I love this word hypocrisy. It comes from the Greek. And um, let me give you what the, what the word means in the Greek. Hypocrisy means to act as in a play. To act as in a play. And I'll tell you what, we got a lot of great actors in the body of Christ. Man, they can put on a performance that, that rivals anything on Broadway. You know, we should have Christian Academy Awards for the best play acting going on. Because, man, we got it going good. I mean, I mean that's why the Holy Spirit had to address this issue. Let love be without hypocrisy. That teaches me that we can put on a love show, but it is no, there's no go to that love show. You see, and, and you know, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some, some believers really get it on. So, sort of like this, you know, people, people say to me, um, like in the ministry of helps, like someone will come and say, oh man, so-and-so, that brother is so rebellious. Everything you ask them to do, they give you button, you know, button heads and always, you know, going, you, you say left, they want to go right. And, and I say, who are you talking about? Who did you say that was? Brother so-and-so. Brother so-and-so, you got to be kidding me. No, Pastor, you don't know. Disrespectful, disrespecting people. No, can't be. Wait a minute, give me that guy's name again. You're talking about Brother so-and-so? Yes, Pastor. Well, what is in front of me? He's so, so sweet and kind, and, and he just, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, whatever you need done, sir. I said, Pastor, let me tell you what. That ain't what he does when he's with us. He's one way with you, but he's a whole different way with us. Bingo, we just identified a hypocrite in the body of Christ. I can't tell you how many times this happened. I'm overwhelmed. People, some, some, some Christians can put on the biggest act, the biggest show, and you know, and you know what it, what it means, you know, like on TV uh, or on Broadway. Actors take on the role of somebody else, and they are convincing. How many of you know that there have been shows that have been made about people's experiences, life experiences? Well, you know, you watch the movie and you're drawn in by the character and it's like, and then, you know, some, some weeks later they bring the real person out and they interview the real person. I'm disappointed when I hear the real person because I'm thinking, dear, you know, the actor did a better job of portraying their part than they did describing their own part. And that's how it is in the body of Christ. Sometimes Christian, man, like I said, you have Christian Academy Awards because there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in the body of Christ. You know, love you, Pastor. Like I had one man say one time, Pastor, you're the greatest pastor, man. I just love you. I love this church, man. I'm going to be here until, until Jesus comes, until the rapture. Has anybody seen him? Because I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's hypocrisy. Why, why would you say something like that if you didn't mean it? See, you got to be very, very careful about what you say, you know. Because, you know, when he said that to me, it made me feel good. You know, put my shoulder back. Yeah, I'm doing a good job, and I'm glad that man feels that way. I can count on that guy. And then, bingo, gone. I don't know what happened. Don't know. Just out the door. Never saw him again. So, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy because we want to put on a show. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. So we put on a show. Now, 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 listen. I don't know about you, but I'm just, I'm tired. I'm just tired of the hypocrites and the hypocrisy and the play acting that goes on in the body of Christ. I just want to be the real deal. And I want, to, I want to hang with people. I want to grow with people that are just simply the real deal. 
All right? So he says here, let love be without hypocrisy. All right? So don't be a hypocrite. Be real. Be the real deal. And he goes on to say here, and let me read it from, he says, um, um, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Now listen, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. In honor, giving preference to one another. Well, there's a, there's a translation of the Bible that I just love, and if you can get your hands on it, you will love it too. It's called the Contemporary Jewish Bible. And um, it is, I just think that it highlights the word in a way that the others don't in many of the verses. So I use this particular uh, version of the Bible for a lot of my study and trying to understand what a verse is saying. So you read this at you know, first reading, you say, be kind and affectionate. I get that to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Well, you know, give me a little bit more on that. What, what does it mean? So here in the contemporary Jewish Bible, it says for verse 10, love each other devotedly. Oh, man. Right there, we've identified one of the major problems we have in the world today, and especially in the body of Christ. Devoted. Being devoted. Being devoted. You know, that, that word devoted is a powerful word, and it's a very, very, um, very strong word. Be devoted. That means I'm devoted to you. That means that I'm not cutting loose just because we have a couple of bumps along the way. I'm going to be with you in the good times, and I'm going to be with you in the not-so-good times. I'm going to be with you when you are up, and I'm going to be with you when you are down. See, there's something about devotion, because not through the, through the stages of life, things aren't always up on top, you know? Um, like, I've had people like that in, in the church, too. I, of course, I relate a lot to the church, because I'm not married. I'm married to all of you, and, and um, you know, you have one wife to deal with, one husband. I got all of you that I got to deal with, but anyway... <laughs> But anyway, and I love it. I love every one of you. But anyway, I'm married to you. And, and you see, but often people come in and they, we're devoted, Pastor. See, this is what we need. This is what we need. We need devotion. Devotion to God. Devotion to a church. To a ministry. To a vision. And devoted to a man of God. And devoted to one another. We need more devotion. One of the reasons why we have so many factions and splits and arguments and all kinds of things going on in rebellion. Because there's no devotion. This is, why, this is why marriages fall apart, because there's no devotion. To be devoted means we're, we're, we're in this together. We're in this together for the duration. We're in this together. We're going to work it out together no matter what it is. We're going to work this thing out together. Hallelujah. You, see, see I, so I like the way the, the contemporary Jewish Bible says it. Love each other devotedly with brotherly love. See, so we're devoted. Like I've had some friends come through my life and through, you know, we were, I thought we were the greatest of friends. I thought, you know, we'd be friends for life. I was devoted. But the minute we hit a couple of bumps in the road, man, they're out the door. They're gone, never to see them again. And I'll tell you what, you know, many years ago, that really, that knocked the life out of me because I thought, well, who could I ever trust? You know, if I couldn't trust these, who could I ever trust? Because, well, it was my perception. You know, I grew up and I realized that you got to be very, very wise and very, very careful about who you bring into your life. Because, you see, if you're going to do this God's way, then what you're going to do is you're going to be very, very mindful and very, very careful about your relationships. Because God wants us to be devoted. If you can't be devoted to someone in a relationship, then don't get involved. Just be devoted to be a brother or a sister in the Lord and, you know, you know help them along as best you can. But this idea of devotion, all right? So love each other devotedly with brotherly love. Now, now here, I like this part. And set examples for each other in showing respect. Set examples uh, for each other in showing respect or showing honor. I love this. 
So what the Bible is teaching me is that really, as far as it counts on me or depends on me, I'm going to set the standard of respect and honor towards my friends or towards the others in the body of Christ. See, the problem is that most of us are waiting for someone else to respect us or someone else to honor us. But you see, according to this word, really we individually need to take the responsibility of setting the standard of what respect and honor is. See, I purpose in my interaction with people, especially the people of the body of Christ, to always, to the best of my ability, set a very high standard of showing honor and respect. I don't always agree with that person. Some, Some people I may not even, you know, like as a close friend. But I still have a responsibility to show a high level of respect and honor towards others in the body of Christ. And here, you see, you've heard this, and maybe maybe you've even said this. People say, well, nobody gives me any respect. Nobody honors me. You know one of the reasons why you don't get honor and you don't get respect? Very simple. It's very, very simple. Because the principles of God work in every situation. The reason why nobody respects you and the reason why nobody honors you, very, very simple. You don't give out honor and you don't respect anybody around you. I've heard people do. I've heard people come and complain about that. So, well, I don't get any respect. Well, you know, sometimes I have to sit down and say, well, you know, I've watched your activity over these years. And I've got to be honest with you, brother. You, you don't really respect very many people. And that's why you're not getting respect back. You see, according to the principle of God's word, we need to kind of outdo each other with this respect and honor thing. You see, let's go overboard with it. Let us set a high standard in our interaction. Now, if somebody doesn't give it back to you, that's not your problem. It's not your problem. I treat everybody with respect. I try to honor everybody that I can honor. I mean, everybody that comes across my... I'm going to treat you with respect and honor. I'm going to do the love thing on you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm doing the love thing on you because that's what God has called me to do. And, um, and I, I'll be honest with you. I, I firmly believe that a lot of the success of this church and a lot of personal success in my life and, and the success of many people in this church that have been part of this church for many years is because they, they've learned, we've learned together how to truly walk the love walk. We're perfecting. We're not perfect at it, but we are perfecting it. And I believe, as we looked at last week, that there's a blessing that's attached to the love walk when you're perfecting and walking the love walk. Right? So, so, you know, if we just, we may, we, we may not understand each other. We may come from different cultures, different backgrounds, different uh, races, whatever it be. It doesn't matter because in the sight of God, we're all one brother, sister. The same blood, the same spiritual blood that's flowing through your veins is flowing through my spiritual veins. We are one in Christ. So we, we, we need to honor and to respect one another. May not understand, sometimes may not appreciate the way someone response, but our responsibility is to love, to honor, and to respect each other. That's amazing to me. Hallelujah. So, so let love be sincere. That's my, my first point today. Let love be sincere. Let it come from the depths of your heart. And that's going to only happen as you spend time with God and, and uh, let it be sincere. Let it come. Let, let's not just put on a play. Let's not put on a show. You know, somebody coined that phrase so many years ago, you know, playing church. Haven't heard that in years. But people do that. They play church, man. They have Sunday, just like you have Sunday attire, you have Sunday face, Sunday attitude, Sunday behavior. And then Monday through Saturday, off come the Sunday stuff and on go the world, you know, the weekday stuff. And they just don't meet. Amen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.